Hey there, Christy Lynn Hanshi, and I told you, AWOL Zebra is a place that I started to share my journey, my trip. I call it my trip. I hate the journey. I, I share my trip of this illness and what it's like to live with this illness because you can't get out and about. And the only way to make connections is through Facebook and things like that. And how do you really know if that person is right for you? And how do you connect with this person? Well, this person coming up, Bobby Cristiano, is somebody that I would like to welcome to AWOL Zebra. Hello there, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Outstanding. Well, we're going to try. Now, we tried this before and we lost each other on the connection. So we're going to try again because we will get through this. But what I love is that I, I don't remember when we connected. I just remember that there was something a comment or something that was done. And this was a while back, actually. And it was just something about your positivity. I think I think we connected about support for your spouse. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yes, because we were yeah. trying to find, and that's what led to the formation of the other Zebra support group, which is slow growing, but it is. But talking about how how does the person that's giving you the most support that they can find support because there isn't that a place out there for individuals that are taking care of zebras and one thing that I love about you is that you know the importance of having a great support system behind you and you have that and that's one of the things that keeps you so positive isn't it Definitely. Most definitely. I, if I did not have my wife around, I, I, I literally, I think I would crack. I think I would crack just basically because, you know, between not being able to physically do so many things and then also her, I mean, she's amazing. She's amazing between every, all the help that she gives me physically, but then also the help that she gives me you know, emotionally and helping me support me through this, like, is amazing to me that, you know, yes, I, I have to go through it. And, you know, it, it's, there's days when it is just absolutely. Oh, hold on. Are you there? You just went out on me. Oh, you were sounding so good. No. Are you there? No, 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 no. Hello. Christy, I'm still here. I can still hear you. Can you hear me? No, you went out just as oh, I have no. a question. I have a question. Are you on your phone? Does your phone cut off like this? I am screen? Yes, I am on my phone and it is like wanting to cut off. That's what it is. When your screen cuts off, that's when I lose you. So either. Okay. Either. We okay. Can... I'll just make certain that my screen doesn't go out. Are you sure? Okay. Because you're sounding yes, so no, damn good. Fine. Ah, 
Okay. Oh, no, I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> I'm glad we got that figured out. I'm no, so sorry. Okay. That's my bad. I, but, no, now that we know, I don't believe in editing. I don't believe because you can't edit real life, Bobby. You can't no. walk up to somebody and go, okay, before you talk to me, these are triggers for me. And this is a content warning that I'm getting ready to say something that you might not like. And I say that kind of, uh, sarcastically and all that because it's one of my biggest pet peeves because so many because because I admin that big group and I get so many people complaining because people don't put content warning and people don't do this and I'm like man you can't so right figured out what's going on with the podcast I say screw it let's keep going because (laughs) I was like yeah I'm with you on that (laughs) I'm like screw it We've got it. We're Let's not- just go with it. <laughs> Great. All right. Because there are no rules with the podcast. And that's what I love. And that's what I want to do. I want to create a community of like-minded individuals that understand that it is a lot of your attitude as to how you get through this illness and manage it. And the fact that you yeah. were talking about your wife, Kathy, and the fact you, before we lost you, it was right at um you were talking about because you can't physically do things and then she's there and then we lost you yeah she well what I was saying was you know what amazes me is that you know not only does she help me enormously on a physical level like things that I can't physically do but that she also supports me so much on an emotional level and even though, you know, it's like going through this illness and, and dealing with it, there's days when it it's just absolutely torturous. I, I can't sugarcoat that. I, you know, that's just a fact. But for her to be able to sit back and watch me go through that is just amazing to me. That, you know, our loved ones sit back and watch us go through that you know, day after day and like, you know, they don't, you know, we don't get a break from it physically, but like they don't get a break from it either. And to me, they're really the unsung heroes of this disease and, and, and dealing with it, you know, because they're there helping us with things that, you know, we physically cannot manage to do, you know, if we can't hold a job or, you know, can't manage to do things around the house, you know, and then on top of it, you know, being an emotional support, you know? No, definitely. You definitely need, you need the physical support. But the thing that a lot of people don't look at is the other invisible part of this illness is the emotional part. They can't see that it's killing you inside because you can't get up and wash that dish. Oh yeah. You know, it's oh, yeah. you that you can't get up and help bring the, the groceries in. It's right. The position that you want to be in. And the fact that they know that this isn't your choosing. It's yeah. a special person to, to deal. It, it does. It takes a special person to, to to be able to live with someone with our illness i think it really does yeah yeah definitely now you know and then and then on top of it you know like those days when 
you know, I might, you know, like throwing the physical factor out of, out of it, the equation, okay? So like maybe I'm having a slightly better day, maybe I'm having a crappy day, but those days when I'm basically having what I think of as kind of like the PMS version of my HSD, which is, you know, like it might not, not even be physically related, but you're just dealing with the, you know, my friends aren't around. I can't go out and just enjoy and do like I like, you know, whatever, like I want to do or need to do. And so I get depressed and everything else. And then they have to deal with those days too. when it's just like, you're just emotionally bogged down with this condition and they have to deal with that too. And it's like, oh, I'm surprised she has not murdered me yet. No, no, it's exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, there are, oh, I love it. It's, it's true. There are times when, when I am like, I am a raving bitch. I can't imagine why he it, it does. It makes you wonder, you know, but but that's the thing we're we're so much more than our illness now were you now i know you know you've had this all your life but were you at the severity did you have your diagnosis before you two were together or was this something that transpired after after okay yeah after after i mean i I've been affected with it my whole life. Um, so actually, when I was finally diagnosed with HSD, it was like not really a big surprise. I was a big surprise in learning like all the ways that it affects me and how badly and whatnot. And it just kind of when it when I was diagnosed with it and it did come on, it was like being rolled over by a street, you know, steamroller um mac truck you know whatever that like everything hit me at once um in terms of that but yeah i i had had problems with it um my whole life i actually um started getting arthritis uh in my teens and having problems with my knees and such and they originally of course they chalked that up to growing pains which was like that's a load of BS, yeah. but you know, whatever. And of course they didn't know that at the time, um, you know, but they did eventually, you know, find out that it was arthritis. And then um, later on, they diagnosed me as having chondromalacia in my knees, um, but still hadn't connected it to that. So I wasn't diagnosed until probably about two years ago. And like I said, it in some ways, it wasn't a surprise at all because, you know, I was flexible ever since I was a kid. I got yelled at all the time as a kid for like sitting in a W and <laughs> being in all these weird positions. You know, I got yelled at continuously for that kind of a thing. So learning that I was hypermobile, like that was not a big surprise. The big surprise was learning all the fun little, little treasures that come with <laughs> along the way. Um, yeah, subluxations and GI problems and this and that and the other thing. And it's like, oh God, you know? And it's like you said, it's like, th there is no editing 
<laughs> Nobody could have prepared me for this. <laughs> no, no, no. There definitely, definitely isn't. And then when you have a significant other to bring along the way, it's it's also it can be an eye opener. And that shows that that you you start to weed out the people that you can truly depend on in your life when something like this affects you. Oh, oh, definitely. People run for the hills. I mean, <laughs> you start hearing mooing sounds. It's like, and your voice like echoes across the hills and dales. <laughs> oh my god! And, and then, but, but that's the thing, though, it, and and that's why it's uh, that's why I'm trying to create a community. Uh, granted, it's an it's an online community. I, it's hard it's hard enough as you know to schedule an interview when you have two that have this illness i mean could you imagine if we were responsible for keeping a boat afloat and it was oh us? we'd I mean, sink we'd sink christy we'd sink <laughs> <laughs> we'd sink girl <laughs> that's what scares me so if i mean there's there's a joke <laughs> if if you put 10 people with hds and hsd on a boat and told them that they <laughs> it was up to them to survive there has to be a job. oh lord <laughs> what in the world i mean that's the thing how in the world do do you go out and you you try to to meet people and it's it's just so difficult with this illness when you think it out that's why i was hoping if we could create an online community where people just know they can chit chat with somebody because sometimes i mean you know there's rules in facebook groups you can't say certain things you can't post certain things you can't i mean sometimes people just want there's just certain things that you just can't start it, it's hard to to put in a facebook group you know hey i just wanted to share with you this really cool picture I, I just drew right behind somebody who's talking about how do they manage their feeding tube kind of thing. Right. I mean, right. it's just, there's no, you know, there, there has to be like a, a, a certain place for. Oh, and, and both of them are equally important in my mind, you know? Exactly. They're, they're both important because it's like, you know, yes, obviously taking care of a feeding tube or, you know, doing some of the other things we physically need to do in order to take care of ourselves is very important. But, you know, also like creating a picture or something is also really important because that helps with the mental aspect of this and, and, and being able to deal with this. Exactly right. And, that, and that's why, like I tell people, that's, that's the podcast for me. That's my outlet. So right. you need to have a, a place where you can go. And it might not be important to, for somebody else to see, you know, the picture of the cat that sits with, with, with you all day. But if it makes you feel good to add it to your post or to this that, and the other, it's, if it's relevant to you and it makes you feel better to get through this illness, then hopefully the group that you're posting it in will understand that, hey, it's something to you kind of. And get it. Yeah. yeah because yeah. each person has their own way of healing and how they deal with it. 
some people right. can mock it, make jokes. Other people will, some people just live in the woe is me. And then there are some people that are constantly trying to find ways to fix it. And then there are others that have just accepted. There are some that are thriving. I don't know where I fall into this category. I don't know where I fall, honestly, either. I mean, on that, yeah. you know, you I try to thrive right? I, in spite of it all. I try to, but you know, it's hard to say where I fall. Yeah. You know, I guess it depends. You got to ask me day to day, I suppose. Yes, but you know, yeah, that's because, you know, I originally, and I think I might have told you this as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I as I said, I, I started this to educate. I wanted people to know about fascial remodeling. And then when I realized that so many people were lonely, like myself, I was like, well, I need like a like-minded group of individuals and right. listening to the podcast it, it's kind of it's, it's what I always told people when I was on the radio if you wanted to listen to me you turned up the volume if you didn't you changed the channel if if somebody, yeah. somebody's listening to us right now it's because they want to they're not being forced to and right. so what I like is that I, I need an outlet so I can share, so I could try to find out which category I would fall into. And like you said, it does change day to day. I don't feel like doing a podcast every day, but I feel like it's something I have to do because it's a commitment that I've made to myself. Do you do that? Like, do you have things where you're like, I have to do? I do. I do. Um, I'm kind of like that, honestly, with my TikTok and trying to get videos out there about HSD. Okay. Um, you know, as I, I try and push myself to try and get those out there um, so that people can be educated. I try to make them entertaining at the same time, you know, um, but I usually, you know, like have at least some educational piece in it. Um, and it gives me a good outlet because it, it kind of, it helps me therapeutically, Yeah. but it also, it's like, because this condition is the way that it is and it is as rare as it is, not enough people know about it and know what it is that, you know, I hope to try and like educate people along the way, you know? And, and you, and you are, and they are, a, they are fun. They are amusing. I, I, mm -hmm. I mean, it, all I'm trying to do is get, you know, followers and stuff for the podcast. And I'm just like, okay, I can't do anything fancy. I can't make my little TikToks do anything. It's just me right. with that. You have these awesome little things and they're entertaining, <laughs> and it, but it's nice to know, because I was wondering if it was something that was therapeutic for you as well. It is, it's very therapeutic for me. It's right now, TikTok is very, very therapeutic for me and in doing those videos. And how it gets me, it, it gives me a way to, to vent my frustrations and be able to hopefully make a joke, you know, try and find the light side of all this crap that I deal with on a daily basis. And if I give somebody a laugh, that means the world to me, you know, and if I can educate them at the same time, so much the better. No, 
know, I like, yeah. I, I like that attitude. How now, because how does one find you on TikTok? Um, I'm, my screen name is big Lola on uh, TikTok. So that's all we have to do is just cause I love Lola. I'm like Lola, Lola, Lola. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all, <laughs> Lola. So just big Lola. So B I G L O L A. And they can find you on TikTok and they can watch and they can enjoy and they can interact with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, hmm. and, and that's something because I do find when, when I was being brought up in radio, cause I mean, it was all I ever wanted to do since I was 11 years old. I'm like, I'm going to be on the radio. That's all I want to do. And I was told, <laughs> you know, be prepared to, and, and realize that you're talking to no one because there's, you got to assume that no one is out there listening to you and if you're okay doing that and you're just putting out something for yourself then you're going to make it and you're going to be fine but if you're sitting there talking expecting that there's people listening to you you're you're never going to do it so you well and well and it's funny because that's kind of the attitude that i have when i do when I do my videos too, is it's like, you know, I'm putting it out there, hoping somebody will see it hoping somebody will get a laugh out of it, hoping somebody will be educated by it. But if nothing else, it's like, Hey, I did it for me. <laughs> no, you know, that's, that's true. And, and what would you say? A lot of people would be like, well, cause I'm always sitting there and it's like 30 minutes into a podcast. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sure you're thinking if I just shut up, I could have gotten all of that stuff done instead of sitting here complaining about what I hadn't gotten done. But there is something about it being a mental outlet, a mental release. Yes. Yes. And that that's, that's so super important because like, I don't know if you experienced this, but I know I certainly do is there are so many days, so many times when it is so physically hard to deal with um, you know, like one of the th problems I have regularly is I have my, I have a rib subluxation that occurs on me regularly, which is just absolute hell to deal with. So for me, I, uh, there's a lot of times and uh, you know, there's times when I have to fight it or, you know, try not to do it obviously. Cause you know, you have to be productive and everything, but there's a lot of times where I end up dissociating because it is just like that extreme to deal with. And that's just, that's what my brain has to do is, you know, because I just, I can't even be in my body anymore. Oh, no. Because it's, it's that intense. Oh, no, it, it is. It, it's just, it, and I'm sure you can definitely relate to this. It was like yesterday or the day before, I guess, when I was having the uh, membrane put on my eye, the doctor was like, we're, we're going to numb you up. I'm like, okay, fine. And he's like, we're going to put the, the speculum. So they had to open my eye up to hold it open. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. totally sucks because I can't close my eyes and not look. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Coming right at me now. And that's the way this illness kind of is to me. It's inside us. We can't run from it. There's no, we can do to stop that pain. So like there, there's so many times where I feel like my body is a prison, you know, yeah. it really, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, to get all doom and gloom and, you know, I'm, but I'm just being real here. Please. There's a lot of times when it does, it feels like you're stuck in a prison. 
<laughs> you actually, so what are you gonna do your brain goes for a stroll no you did you actually you just you brought tears you just brought tears to my eyes because you're right it it um it is you feel like a prisoner in your body and you have to get it out some way and the fact that you understand that it saddens me because I know how miserable it is, but I can so relate. And no, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because it's nice to know that I'm not, because at times I'll sit there and go, oh, Christy, you're just being a drama queen. You're just being ridiculous. I know. You know? I know. I, I do the same thing with myself all the time. But when you, you know, else say, but it's also, it's, it's also like a stack of dominoes, man. Cause it's like you, you, you're dealing with one symptom of the condition. You're dealing with one thing. Okay. I got a rib subluxation going on one day and okay. I got to fight through that, that day. And then like the next day, my GI is all messed up. So then, you know, but I still have this rib stuff going on. So like now I got to deal with my ribs and my GI. And then the next day it's something else. I'm all dizzy and lightheaded half the day you know whatever and off balance so I gotta be careful how I walk make certain I don't run into things I mean it's just like oh my god when does it stop <laughs> no you're exactly right. and and yet another reason for doing it is that it's nice I mean you just it's like you just gave me the freedom to be like okay no she's right this does really affect us it is a, like a prison we can't run from it you don't know from one day to the next what's going to happen you get rid of one situation and you think you're good to go and then another one you're faced with something else yeah totally different exactly and it's not and sometimes you don't even know if it's related to you know your hsd or your eds yes. or if it's something totally different you have no idea and of course you don't want to assume that it's either is or is not because it's like you know you either assume that it is and oh my god all of a sudden you know it's like i have this huge kidney infection or something that i gotta go take care of that didn't have anything to do with it or you know you assume that it is something else and it's like oh well surprise surprise that's just your hsd or your eds you know exactly and you just never freaking know no and it's like when do i go to the hospital when do i not go to the hospital all of these things. oh god i i think i spend that thinking about that question that very question about if i need to actually go into the hospital or not like every other day literally yeah I am so chock full of anxiety because it's like, is this something that I need to go into the hospital for? And then like half the time, it's like when you do go in, you know, like lo and behold, they can't find anything. So it's like you wasted their time and you also wasted your time. And, you know, so it's like, go in, don't go in. And it's like, ah, <laughs> no, you're, you're exactly right. So, I mean, something that I try to do or, or my kind of my, mm, not mantra, but or kind of my my mindset is I try to, I came up with a term and it's kind of what I aspire to, which is sub chillax. 
awesome. And what in my mind that basically is, is when you're dealing with something like a subluxation or something to have to do with your HSD or your EDS, you know, whatever, you're having that affecting you and it's kicking your ass, but you're like, I'm not going to let it get to me. I'm not going to let it get to me. Subchillax. I like. I'm just. I'm just going to chill. <laughs> just, you know, forget. Okay. Just forget that. I feel like my heart is pounding out of my chest. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. I'm not saying that, you know, yeah. but that's, that's what I aspire to is, you know. No, that's like a good attitude to have, but it is. That, it's hard to do. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do though, you know. And, and, and that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, don't realize. I mean, we're navigating there. I've said this many times. There is no handbook for this illness. There is no fix all. There is no anything. Oh no. And a lot of times we know more than the doctors do. Isn't that like a lot of these doctors, the only thing that they know is one little line they read in a textbook one time. And that's as much as they know about our condition. Yeah. You know, I, I, I recently went to a doctor that sat down and had to explain to me, felt she had to explain to me what a, a subluxation was. And I'm like, uh, gee, I know. <laughs> I'm like, uh, really? Really? <laughs> no, that's. Why do you think I'm seeing you? <laughs> I, yeah. No, that that's, that's, that's true. And, and, and right now, you know, I'm going through the part where, for me, it's kind of, okay, this is part of the illness. I'll get through this. I'm not going to worry about it, but I have a 15 year old son. This is all new for him. So I don't know. So for him, we have to go to the hospital because there's the part of me that's like, it is just a muscle spasm. It is something that I live with every day. You just, you know, it's hard to tell your child that, and then God forbid you're wrong because it's not part of the illness. So mm -hmm. you have to go to the ER when it's your kid. And for the doctor to sit there and start explaining things to me, I'm like, sir, I'm the one that <laughs> right. I was like, I'm the one that brought up EDS to you. I'm the one that said my son has a connective tissue issue. I'm the uh, that brought uh, this to your attention. So this is what I want you to look for. Because I was like, you're not going to, I said, you're going to take an x-ray and his rib is going to be in place. I said, what I need to know, if you think there's a subluxation going on, do you think it's a spasm? I said, this is what I need you to look for. And then he comes back in and, and he's like, well, I didn't think that you know I, he was going to explain all these things to me but because we've done so much research he's preaching to the choir yeah but, but he's preaching to the freaking choir exactly. <laughs> but you're saying you want to I, I was just so grateful that he took me seriously but m my whole thing was I just need to know because when you come back in and tell me his ribs in place when you come back mm -hmm. and tell me all of this then that gives me the key to go, okay, now I know we need to start looking into muscle spasms. We need to, you know, I needed him to weed out the things that would have been 
a problem other than this illness. Right. And then I could figure out how to treat it. And that's one thing when we're doing it to ourselves, but when you have to do it for your child or for someone else, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I can't imagine that, yeah, you know, it kind of puts it and I'm sure too, it's like this, like with your wife, like with Kathy, like I'm sure it's, it's, it's easy for you to sit there and well, it's not easy. And I, but I'm saying like, you could be like, okay, no, this is, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Like this is a major pain and it would send somebody else to the hospital, but I am pretty sure it's part of this illness. So we're just going to ride this out. And I'm sure she's sitting there going, Oh my God, we've got to get you to the hospital. Now I'm sure it's hard for the individual that doesn't have it to watch it. Right. I'm sure it is too. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't doubt it is. I know it is, it, you know, I mean, cause they're, they're, they're sitting there and, and, and they're watching and it's like, they did and I because my husband my husband gets mad at me sometimes does Kathy ever get mad at you when you try to and this is not to discredit them at all it's because I think they love us so much if she does this to you it's the fact that it's like they get mad if we try to push it off to the side or they get mad if we try to ignore it because I feel like my husband wants me to attack it head on he doesn't want to find out that it could be someone else to, or be something else. Do you ever feel that, that sometimes are kind of just trying to brush it under the rug gets annoying to them? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, my, my wife is constantly on me about, you know, calling the doctor and I'm with her on that. You know, it's like, yeah, I know I need to call the doctor and I know I need to get certain things checked out and, everything like that but it's like so hard to get in there in the first place that you get to a point where you see so many doctors and it's like you just start losing hope so it's like you know and then on top of it if you feel like it's like I feel like I should be in the hospital and I'm being asked to go to see my PCP and I'm like I'm not going <laughs> I just you know this is just gonna be an empty you know, trip. And I usually manage to do it. You know, it's like I, I push my ass as hard as I can to, to, to make those and to do that. But, oh man, it is just so hard, but yes, definitely. It, 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 and you did, you bring up a, a, a good thing as well. It's hard. It's, it's hard to keep up with all the doctors, isn't it? Do you feel like, I mean, do you ever feel like, will you have a day where you don't have to go to a doctor? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, do you you kind of, you know, as far as keeping up with doctors mm -hmm. and things like that, do you feel like, is that to the point? Well, there's not much I can do when we completely disconnect. Miss Bobby, are you there again? <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, we're okay. I, I know where we were. We were talking, but we're just going to change it up for a second. This is good. Guess it's just a few more minutes. Funny thing is, is you are now going with me to go get my child. So we <laughs> are. 
We are traveling together because we have been trying to do this. And so I refuse to disconnect from Bobby Cristiano, Big Lola, <laughs> because we finally have connected. So, yes, we were talking about how they, you know, want us to go to the hospital, want us to go to the doctor, and we've got all these doctors, and we don't want to have to go to the doctors, and I have done several episodes about that, where oh, you still I don't there? have to go see somebody, have my blood pressure checked, I, I don't want to have to explain anything, I just want a day to try to live the best way I can, do you... Yeah. You you get that too, right? I mean, uh, yes, most definitely. And and where is it? Where are you now, as far as with with this illness? You have a diagnosis. Yes. Okay. Do you have therapy that you have to do? Um. No, right now I don't. Um. They've suggested physical therapy to me before, but I, for myself, I'm kind of concerned about um, doing physical therapy because I've been having the subluxations the way that I have and everything. I'm, and especially because it's my ribs that's usually affected, it's like I'm kind of scared to do physical therapy because I'm not, I, I think HSD has a lot to do with what's going on with me, but actually, see, my, a lot of the problems that I had started, kind of blossomed on me after I had an injury. I actually um, had an accident where I had run into a doorway the doorway of my room and I had hit myself about like mid chest. And at the time I believe, I don't know cause I was by myself at the time when it happened, but I hit the doorway, heard this God awful loud crack, like a friggin' rifle shot going off. And to the best of my knowledge, totally dislocated my left arm and somehow managed to put it back to get, you know, back in place um, by myself. And because I didn't have a, like a lot of bruising after that, I was like, okay, well, you know, I had a hit in the doorway and this happened. So I wasn't like really, I was concerned about it, but I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't necessarily thinking something was broken because I was thinking, well, you know, it's going to be black and blue and purple if I did you know, whatever, but it seemed ever since that happened, I've been having trouble with, you know, this rib subluxation stuff and my GI just got like exponentially worse. I've had problems with my GI for my whole life, but like after that hit in the doorway, it was like just everything just seemed to explode on me in terms wow. of know symptoms and everything goes so i've kind of been hesitant or fearful of doing pt it's one thing that's been suggested i'm trying really hard for them to do some mris and to do possibly like a ct of like my chest area yeah to try and see find out because i suspect that there's you know they've pretty much ruled out 
that there's actually any broken bones, but I believe that there's definitely soft tissue damage. And I really kind of want to know what that is before I do something like physical therapy, because it's like everything just feels too unstable in there. And it's like, well, you know, I'm going on the assumption that it's subluxations, but it's like, what if it's not? What if there's something more serious going on? And, you know, God forbid I get into something like PT and go to move a wrong way or something. And the next thing I know, something slips on me and oh my God, you know? Oh no, you know? I'm with you. No, so I, and I'm, I'm, I'm no. kind of like hesitant to do that. No, and of course, and you should you know? be. And of- Again, this is now. If you hear anything, it's because my wipers because it's 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 starting to rain a little bit. So if you hear anything squishing in the background, oh, it's awesome. Wiping. It's kind of so, raining here too. <laughs> oh my gosh! So so this is the thing. I was put every PT I've seen has put me back down in some way, shape, or form, and it's because you cannot exercise fascia. And another reason for this podcast is for sharing and in hopes that we can get together. And that's why, you know, we can learn new things and maybe somebody is listening and they can be like, oh, hold on, Bobby, this is possibly what it is. But I agree with you on the PT because I, every PT, like I said, would put me down because as you're exercising, the fascia seems to move a little bit and then that causes where the subluxation was, you've got all of that fascia that's like wadded up like a saran wrap is the best way I can describe it. And it's trying to protect you. And then the more you do, the more it moves. So you've got like this wad of saran wrap moving every time you're trying to exercise, which then makes it harder to breathe. Right, you're, you're essentially overtaxing it. Exactly. So no, I totally agree with you. It's good to move it and it's good to, I think like gentle stretches are very, very helpful. And I support anybody in doing very gentle stretches. And by stretches, I mean, for us, we have to be very careful. Like I'm not talking about a full stretch, like your full extension of, you know, your ability to move. Um, they actually suggest uh, something like 75% of your range or less is actually kind of like the ideal for people like us because that gives you the stretch still, um, but it allows. We'll find out. It al- oh, you still, you still there? Hear- ah, there you are. You're you were talking about stretching. Yep, I can hear you now. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, I actually follow a lady on YouTube that specializes, she's a physical therapist and she specializes in, um, people, patients with HSD and EDS and her suggestion, and I've followed several of her videos and have found very, very helpful. She suggests, um, like instead of doing a full stretch, like we're used to like a hundred percent of our range, which our range is you know, much further than the normal persons. Um, She suggests like 75% or less of your range when you go to stretch. Okay. So, and I found that extremely helpful because it's like, it, it keeps your fascia activated and mobile so that it can move and do, but that way it doesn't like overtax your fascia. No, no, definitely. Yeah. 
And so I found it very helpful. I'll have to see if I can find one of her videos and I'll send it to you, Christy, because I think you would find her very helpful. Oh, no, definitely. I'm all for it. You could pass it on to to other people as well, because I I think she's a very Mm -hmm. brilliant therapist. And she also spends time kind of explaining kind of like how our soft tissues work. And because, like I said, she works specifically with people with HSD and EDS. That's like her specialty. Gotcha. No, that's exactly. And I believe that everybody, you know, you've got to build a community that works for you. And and so far, I mean, I haven't had much success. I, I do work and I'm going to give you her information. We have um, she's an EDS PT, Amy Newberry, and she's part of what I what we call like our AWOL Zebra group. And they specialize in patients with EDS and the stretching and stuff. And I can give you her information as well. It's the PT oh, Connective. Awesome. And actually, you can email her because you had a question, and I was thinking she would be the one to to answer that. It's the the ptconnective at gmail.com. And uh, because you were definitely sending that, definitely sending that because I'd be interested in. Okay, because you had brought up something earlier, and and the last time we were talking before we got disconnected, and Uh I thought. Amy would know that. And so she is there for us because we've had so many bad PT experiences. And because of that, she they have started a group that to help us, to help individuals right. with this illness. So yes, don't let me forget. I will definitely send that to you because I want, because you want to be connected with somebody and anytime you find somebody on YouTube or anything, that's the whole purpose of this for us to share because the doctors, like you said, we're educating them when we go in. Right. And and that's what I hope to do is create awareness with this podcast and create just a fun place for people just to, to chit chat. I mean, you and I, probably never would have met we're in different time zones you know uh i mean who's to say we would have ever been able to connect if it wasn't for this illness you know oh yeah oh yeah and 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 that's a shame because and i I and i and i say thank god for the internet because you know it's like that's our means of socialization and that's also our means of finding out about you know learning about our condition and being able to connect with others. Yes, it does. It makes a difference. It, it kills me, though, because sometimes it, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you just you feel lonely and there's just nothing you can do. And no Internet connection, no podcast, no YouTube right. video, no TikTok. No, nothing is going to make you feel better. Sometimes you're just stuck in bed and there's nothing that you can do about it. Some days it just sucks because you're like, I'm not you going just, to be able. <laughs> something, something I've learned very much about living with this condition is you very much, you have to take things one day at a time. You have to, there's just no other way around it. You How know, long, if, if, well, if you try and take on more than one day at a time, it's not going to work for you. You know, it's just not, you You know, between the condition being what it is and everything else, you know, the condition is such that 
you re- it kind of forces you to take things a day at a time, but also for your own mental health, I think you need to take things one day at a time because it's like, you know, just think about the next task that, that you have to do, you know, and focus on that. And then take the time to pat yourself on the back when you get that little thing accomplished, even if it's just taking out the trash, you know, well, that's true. That that's true. And, 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 and it does, it makes me, as much as I despise Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and all of that, it has been a light. It was something that I avoided like the plague when I was able to get out and about, and I was able to work because I just, it wasn't for me. It just wasn't something I could do. And the doctors right. pretty much, they forced me to this life because they were like, we can't help you anymore. I suggest you join a support group and they'll be able to help you. And I thought it was a joke when he said that to me. Right. I was like, okay, waiting for the prescription, waiting for whatever. I was like, okay, that couldn't have been your answer for me. But, they, Facebook. but, they, <laughs> but they are huge and they make a difference i mean that's how you and i met over facebook was actually through a group for yes um eds and hsd so yeah you know that's true and that's why i i am at the point that i no longer i no longer look at it negatively negatively because it's the only way I've been able to connect with you. Sometimes that's the thing that gets you through your day, you know, Yeah, really does. You know, I've, I've seen different videos of yours and, and seen posts of yours that, you know, where you've just been honest and just putting it out there and, and what it's like dealing with it. And it's literally brought me to tears or just made me outright laugh because it's like, (laughs) Oh my God, that's so relatable. You know, I know that one. Well, thank you. And that was just my whole thing was that I was so, you know, when you're used to getting up and going to work and that's your life. And then all of a sudden it's taken away from you. You're left in a community where, I mean, there are people, I mean, my gosh, I see your TikToks and I see all these other people and I'm going... I can't do all that stuff. And I told my husband, I said, I <laughs> and I said, I don't belong in this world of social media. I don't know how it works. I, you know, I don't know how to meet like-minded people. I don't know what in the world to do, but I am so grateful that people have been kind enough to follow the podcast and listen. I have been so grateful that I have run across wonderful people And you, I I think what sealed the deal with me, with you, and I'm trying not to get emotional here, but I think it was just out of the blue, you sent me, I don't know, I did a post, it was, it was a bad, it was when I couldn't breathe at one point, I think I couldn't breathe, and you sent me something, and we hadn't really had any conversations, and we, we weren't you know we weren't like Facebook buddies or anything like that and you just out of the blue sent me just a a positive comment and you didn't know me from Adam and I was like that that totally made my day and that that brought me out of that funk 
that I was yeah. in. And, and I was so yeah. appreciative that you did that. And I'm like, if she could do that for me, then I would, I would like to be able to try to just do that for one other person. And it's just uh, funny to me that I can you live. You've certainly done that for me many, many times, many, many, many times. Well, that, that just makes me, that makes me feel good because I, I just can't believe we can live with individuals. We can have close personal physical friends and it takes someone across the country, somebody in another time zone, somebody that we've never met just to send you a simple little heart emoji to make you all of a sudden feel like you can get through the day. I never in my life thought I would be in this position, but I'm so thankful that it has given me the opportunity to meet people such as yourself that make me not feel like a waste of space. And I'm very thankful for your keeping up with me and your kindness and putting up with my, I, I just, and, and I, I just, I'm grateful that, that you were so, when I was just at my lowest low, just to get that emoji from a stranger, it just did the world for me. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Right back at, <laughs> right back at you. Well, it, it means the world to me. And I'm so glad we connected. And I'm sorry. I, I guess now my son will be getting out in a few minutes. So I'm going to pick okay. him up from school. But I am so glad we connected. I, I know it was a little rough here and there because we got disconnected, this, that, and the other. But I have waited so long to have you on. And I wasn't going to let this go. <laughs> I know. And I'm I'm really glad we got to do this. I'm I'm really, really glad. I am too. Well, I tell you what, my dear, what I'm going to do is I'll put this all together. I'm going to um, do, I, I'm, I've done uh, several interviews with individuals. I'm going to be playing them uh, for the next couple of weeks because I think it's important, uh, especially at this time of year, people are kind of feeling lonely and I want to give people an opportunity just to hear a conversation and maybe you've said something that'll make them think, ooh, let me go do this or that. And we didn't even get on. I mean, we've got to talk about your artwork. Uh, the oh, fact that yeah. you're, you're uh, legally blind, correct? Legally blind? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you've got that on top of your artwork. There are so many things. So promise me this. We will, no matter how hard it is, we will connect and get together and have another conversation again. Will we? Yes? Um, most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> Outstanding. Bobby Christiana, Big Lola on the TikTok. Is it right? On the, not the TikTok, right? It's on TikTok. <laughs> On TikTok, yes. <laughs> On TikTok. Big Lola. Bobby, thank you so much for taking the time to come on today. It, it, it means a lot that you took the time. Thank you. Please tell Kathy hello. I will. And thank you. Thank you for being here. I, and, and we'll talk again soon, my dear. You have a lovely day. All right. Thank you, hon. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. That was Bobby Christiana on a wall zebra and i am so happy that she took the time to share with us today you can find our big lola i'm christy lynn hanchy on a wall zebra have a lovely day <laughs>